Kaiju Network, where I have a cat on my lap. I am your co-host, Kent, along with your other co-host. Jason, how's it going, everyone? <laughs> so I am in my family room. Uh, oh, wife really? And kids are gone, I so did I decided <laughs> My desk is a hot mess, and with everyone in my family gone for the next few days, I decided I'm going to be lazy and just leave the computer where I usually keep it, in the family room. So here we are. We are back after... What has it been about a month since we a last month, did a podcast? A month plus, somewhere around there. Five, five, six weeks, something like that. But we are back. As promised, we keep our promises, unlike some people. There's one person out there I'm talking to. Um, <laughs> uh, we are back, and what we're going to be doing for the next – if my math is correct, and believe me, math was not one of my strong suits in school – for the Same next here. approximately 13 weeks, which will take us roughly around the Thanksgiving holiday, um, we are going to work through Spectre Man. Um, the reason why we're doing that is because when we took on both Spectre Man and Common Rider, we realized, oh crap, there's like 150, 160 episodes between these two shows. We're going to be at this for a while. Oh, and yeah. so we decided we want to speed up the process a little bit and eventually get to some other material as well. Not only that, if you have been listening for a little while now since we've been doing these two shows, Spectre Man has kind of been the one that we've been kind of meh on although i will say at least speaking for myself this particular batch was pretty good so hopefully maybe this uh show will turn around a little yeah, bit you know i'm not when i hear that i'm sort of thinking to myself i i like to know what you're smoking <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like, I even wrote in one of my – and you'll hear it when I give my final thoughts on one of the episodes here. Uh, I mention that um, every time I've said this in the past, like when we covered Ultra 7, every time when I would be like, hey, maybe the show has finally gained its footing and it's going to start actually being good, the show always ends up kicking me in the face and is like, nope. I'm still going to be terrible. So <laughs> that has yet to, uh, you know, remain to be seen, and and it'll continue to be that way for the next approximately 13 weeks. But like I said, speaking for myself, I thought this batch actually was one of the better batches we've covered uh, of Spectre Man so far. But that's what we're going to be doing for the next approximately 13 weeks. Um, and then after that, we're a little unclear as far as whether we want to dig right into Common Rider, if we're going to do a few other things. We have yet to iron that stuff out. We'll kind of let you know a little bit more as we get closer to around the thanksgiving holiday I so know, we're gonna I, be huh i know we're still gonna be doing the year-end kaiju extravaganza uh, yeah well yeah i said. mean i think that's a given if you follow yeah. us all zero of you out there that follow us <laughs> um <laughs> So uh, again, we, you know, a lot of that's far enough away. You know, we'll we'll, we'll figure that stuff out as time goes. But uh, this time we're covering episodes uh, twenty-two through twenty-four. We intend right now on continuing to cover only three episodes uh, per podcast. And again, like I said, that should take us around Thanksgiving. So um, depending upon how this ends up. Um, you know, we may or may not podcast the Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, mm -hmm. We may postpone it to the week after, but we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. The other thing I want to mention is that with uh, college football kind of right around the corner, I know right around that time of the year we tend to switch over from 
our Saturday recording over to Sunday. So um, we're going to be pretty much be doing that again this year. But as far as Labor Day weekend, we're going to probably um, probably do it on Monday or probably just sort of skip it out. I'm not sure if, uh, if we decided on that uh, yet because I know I'll be in Iowa City for a couple of days and be coming back here uh, Sunday, the day before Labor Day. So um, we I'm might probably... just skip Labor Day weekend entirely. Okay. Yeah, because I know I mentioned either that Monday or just skip it out entirely. So. Well, and my kids, I'm not sure when it is. It's sometime this next month. Uh, both of my kids are going to be doing soccer. So they both will end up having games on Saturdays as well at various times. So, yeah, it's uh, again, it's that time of the year where our podcasts are going to move to Sundays uh, for for a while. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, hey. college football, which is better than the NFL. That's a fact. And, <laughs> yep. and and then my kids have, have soccer games. Both have soccer games now and, and all that uh, coming up here sometime in the next month. So uh, before we dive into Spectre Man, Jason, the usual housekeeping. Yeah, as far as the, uh, the housekeeping, if you see a, a subscribe button down below on YouTube or even on Rebel, uh, make sure to uh, hit that subscribe button as well as smash the like button. Uh, down below and you can follow us uh, everywhere you can find everything all in one place at our link tree uh, URL that you can see right on your screen there for slash backhead network and um, video platforms besides YouTube we're on Twitch Rumble uh, Facebook and as well as Odyssey and uh, audio platforms we're on Spotify Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts iHeartRadio as well as TuneIn and we have both video and audio versions of our episodes right on our own website at daikaijunetwork.com. Where we have yet to actually continue to write more stories <laughs> and stuff. Well, mainly, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's a hub some, for the podcast. A, a certain lazy person. <laughs> hey, there are two lazy people here. It's a two-way street. It's not just me. <laughs> I at least do some postings. <laughs> On there, you mainly post podcasts. Let's get let's let's get honest here. You post the podcast. <laughs> you don't post articles. It's been a while too since you've posted an article. In <laughs> fact, it might have been been longer for you since you've posted an article compared to me. I think the last one I posted was the open letter to the GFS uh, committee. I think that was back in twenty. I think it was like March or April of twenty. I think that was the last when I posted something like that, but, um, Let's dive right into Spectre Man episodes 22 through 24, and episode 22 is titled The Violent Charge of the Dual-Bladed Monster Gilligan. Mine is the Zuno, part two starship hijack. <laughs> How the hell do these titles, like, get so totally different? Like, it's one thing if there were minor differences, but... <laughs> well, the DVD, the DVD one that I have is... Made by uh, the Eighth Man, I think it is. dot com. I'm not sure if they're still around or anything of the sort or what have you, but <laughs> that's that's all I know. <laughs> but um, if if some of you remember the last time we covered Spectre Man, 
month and a half or so ago, whenever that was. Um, I was pretty high. I don't remember if you were or not, Jason, but I was pretty high on the episode before this where uh, Zuno Man came in. And it was a, a very unique take on a Spectrum Man story where you had this alien that was taking over people's bodies and <laughs> kind of was getting people killed in the process because he was putting himself in predicaments where the people were ending up getting killed. Uh, yeah. But it seemed like both Dr. Gory and Spectrum Man met their match. And so here we are. It's the conclusion of that storyline. Um <laughs> <laughs> we're we're doing all the uh the dr gory uh hand gestures he had I think some I've noticed, new ones this whole batch yeah in this the uh, three episodes that we're doing it seemed like he did heck of a lot more hand gestures in here and a lot newer ones compared to the previous episodes that we've uh done up until now and the other one that i sort of noticed and these uh, three batches is that it felt like the battles were sort of how how do I put it half-assed in a way. Yeah, like <laughs> first and foremost, going back to the hand gestures, I think it's starting in the next episode where he, the one the one hand gesture I noticed he kept doing the most was something. It was like this. I think something like I think this, it was like it was, this. It was like it, it reminded me of a dog biting something, <laughs> but like. That, that's the one I saw the most, I think, starting in this next episode that we're going to talk about. And, yeah, talking about the, the battles, I kind of thought that, too. I thought they were half-assed, but at the same time, they were longer. Yeah. But like I said, half-assed. So half in a way, it was, a bit it was lazy, yeah. lazy, longer battles. <laughs> LLB, yeah. easy, longer battles. In, in the – Music wasn't used a lot in certain areas, and we'll get to were, that. And there yeah. was some music that it just didn't feel right. And actually, you talk about that. In fact, the music um, thing. Um, let's actually talk about that here because it involves this episode. I think more so than the uh, next two. Whereas, oh crap, my cat's at the door. I'm gonna have to go get her here in a second. Um, it involves the final battle of this episode where. Between Spectre Man and Gilligan, who is under the uh, control of Zunoman, Zunoman has like <clears throat> infused itself in this Gilligan uh, creature. It was odd that the sound effects um, were not totally muted, but really turned down, and then the music was sort of more in the forefront. And I thought a little inappropriate for for what was taking place that and my cat in here <laughs> that and uh one even the uh, special uh was it the the sound effects uh for this particular episode episode 22 was that it just felt like they sort of half-assed uh that part too whereas the the sounds of the sound effect it was really lacking within the uh, the final uh, bout between Spectre Man and Gilligan. Yeah, it, it was strange, I thought. I don't know if that was an intentional thing that they did or if that maybe was some sort of uh, difficulties they may have had in the post-production process of this episode. It's really hard to tell, but nevertheless, it's just strange how mm -hmm. that turned out. 
for that final battle. Um, Zuno Man, though, after he takes a hold of Karis at the beginning of the episode and then goes on Dr. Gory's ship, it's almost as if Dr. Gory finally met his match. Yeah. Uh, because uh, he ends up taking control of the ship to try to go back to his home planet. And uh, Dr. Gorey uh, obviously is, is, as we used to say on this podcast years ago, uh, throws a shit fit. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of funny seeing Dr. Gorey lose a spodoinkle because <laughs> – uh, we, we've seen hints of that over the course of the 21 episodes, but not to the degree that we see here because I think he realizes that, uh, you know, he's sort of maybe slightly outmatched mm-hmm. in this particular situation, but then he sabotages the direction, uh, directional controls of the ship, which then turns the ship around to head back to Earth. Well, beforehand, uh, Spectre Man flies up to the spaceship when it yeah. was out in space and was trying to get a hold of it. And that was when uh, Zuno Man, who was uh, disguised as Karas there, tries to uh, use any weapons to try to get Spectre Man off the uh, spaceship there. And there were some... Uh, sort of explosions and everything happening there. And that was when Dr. Gore sort of pretends to fall onto the uh, control board there. And that was when he's sort of messed with everything where he had the spaceship uh, directing to go back to Earth as well as have the controls set to automatic there and then crash lands in onto uh earth there yeah um it, it was a very interesting and and like i said speaking for myself and and i don't know exactly yet where jason stands on this batch but i i to me it comes off like maybe the writing perhaps and again we'll, we'll kind of see as we continue to cover this series moving forward but i thought the writing uh, was a little bit better i and i thought the writing got better starting with the previous episode uh the first um storyline of this zuno man um story line i, I did hate repeating myself <laughs> in a way there but um one of the things i thought was really strange though in it and it starts at the beginning of the final battle. Spectre Man summons uh, this sword and shield, which look very English. <laughs> and I thought to myself, yeah. I'm like, why does this look, you know, like Renaissance English, uh, you know, uh, or medieval English weaponry? I mean, you this would is think Japan. it'd be a little bit more exotic looking. Instead of just the medieval look to it. The only reason I could think of why the weaponry looks like this is maybe that the producers um, maybe thought, hey, this looks exotic to us, you know, and Spectre Man is otherworldly. Or it could also be that maybe producing a sword and shield of that type was maybe cheaper and easier than trying to, you know, create a samurai sword and, and all of that. I don't know, but that could be one uh, thing. I thought it was a little strange. I'm, I'm not a fan of, um, you know, medieval English stuff. I, 
the history of, of medieval England is semi-interesting to me, but at the same time, I find it really dull. And so part of me, like, half yawned when I saw that. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, why? <laughs> like, it's, and it's from a sword and shield. I'm yawning. I'm like, oh. And, and the other thing that felt really odd to me was sort of the ending part of the battle when he cuts off uh, Gilligan's head there and it was still moving headless and picks up the Spectre Man sword was about to uh, take care of Spectre Man when he was on the ground and then all of a sudden just the, the whole body just falls down <laughs> there well, and then, and then you have uh, Zuno Man uh, separating himself from Gilligan's body there, and then you have this really weird thing where he just kind of uh, spins around Spectre Man in sort of a weird <laughs> way there, and uh, uh, making. Trying to, I'm losing my train of thought here. Uh, Spectre Man kind of gets a little bit dizzy, falls down. Suna Man was, uh, was about to uh, take control of Spectre Man, and then uh, he then quickly gets back up. Spectre Man uses these discs and then shoot uh, throws one of one of them at Suna Man, and then he's just kind of gone. And then that was it. <laughs> Yeah, I was wondering how the episode ended because I remember Zuno Man saying to Spectre Man, I'm going to take control of your body. And I must have been doing something in the kitchen or something at that point. And then I turn around and then all of a sudden George's friends are trying to look for him. And then, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm like chasing monsters and stuff. I'm like, wait a minute. What happened here? Yeah, like, it just went like <laughs> – And I didn't bother to rewind. <laughs> it just went like a flash pretty much. I know. It, it was weird, but I just was like – uh, I don't know. I just assumed Zuno Man like disappeared home somehow, or Spectre Man like transported him to his. I I'm like I'm not gonna bother to rewind this. But well, <laughs> now you know. <laughs> yeah, but did we want to go into final thoughts and ratings? Uh, yeah. Why don't you go ahead? All right. Let me pull up my notes here. All right. Uh, the episode is well done and pretty entertaining. There's some weird moments such as a sword and shield fa uh, falling from the heavens for Spectre Man to use. Spectre Man doesn't seem to be the type of character to use an English-style sword and shield for battle. The battle between Spectre Man and the Zuno-controlled Gilligan was nicely choreographed, but the sound design is just strange. Sound effects are nearly muted and the music is more present, but even that is turned down some. The ending was a bit confusing, but overall it was a nice episode, and I gave it a B- minus yeah for me on this one um it sort of felt the same but then it started to go downhill for me uh particularly with the the whole battle scene it was just really odd like what uh kent mentioned as far as the sound effects it just sort of lacked in certain areas Mute or uh, volume was turned down really slow, and music was sort of uh, lacking. And then you have music that just didn't fit well with it. And uh, the final battle scene between uh, 
Spectre Man and Gilligan, and as well as Uno Man, was sort of half-assed and uh, and a drug out too long, I would say, for the Gilligan part, and really too quick for the the Zuno one. Uh, in that regard, just it just felt sort of um, rushed at the very end with Zuno Man, but then took. Uh, drug out too long for the Gilligan part and it just sort of felt sort of felt messy uh, in the second one for me so uh, episode 22 for me uh, gets a D <laughs> oh wow for me, so. <laughs> it could have been more night and day usually we're relatively close like, like I said before <laughs> before we started the, uh, the episode here I was like I like to know what you're smoking <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to know what you're smoking. Again, a two-way street here. What are you smoking? No, what are you smoking? <laughs> no, it's a one-way street here, buddy. <laughs> I don't know. Here's the thing, though, and, and I will say this, and I should have said this at the top of the show, um, and I don't know. I've been sick, and I got really sick here like week and a half, two weeks ago uh, where I had like as high as 102-degree fever, and – I started thinking, though, over the last week, you know, leading up to this podcast, I thought to myself, you know, I've been by and large pretty tough on this show and showed my exasperation at how preposterous this thing is and how preposterous it is in a very bad way, Um, whereas Ultra 7 was – incredibly frustrating this one is stupidly frustrating and i wondered to myself i i believe i still stand by my thoughts on what i had when we covered ultra 7 but when i started thinking about specter man i thought to myself Am I actually being too tough on Spectre Man? That yes, this was during the early 70s. Everybody who follows this stuff understands that not only were uh, uh, movie studios having issues with budgets and stuff because television was, you know, people were staying home due to television, but even TV shows, when you take a look at a number of tokusatsu shows at the time, you got this one. I don't know what Ultraman series was on at about this time. Um, then you got um, uh, Super Robot Red Baron, which if you haven't seen that, that's kind of cheap looking in, in a lot of respects too. Then you had um, Iron King. Like you had a number of shows, including like Common Rider, I think was on about the same time too. Uh, they all in many ways look cheap and I think held – the held them back the 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 lack of maybe a true budget per se held them back from their potential to um realize the vision that the producers and creators had here um and so maybe i subconsciously went into this particular batch Maybe be more forgiving, but I know this particular storyline with Zuno Man. Like I said, I liked the first part of this storyline, so I figured unless it was a complete travesty, which I didn't completely rule out, I thought I should enjoy at least this one. And then it was a question of, okay, well, then what will the final two episodes in this batch be? And we'll get to that. In fact, we're going to start that 
right now with episode 23 titled Traffic Accident Monster Karuma Nicarus. <laughs> Mine is Danger in the Streets, Part 1, Heavy Traffic. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, danger in the Streets was sort of funny in and of itself, but then you add the colon heavy traffic. <laughs> like, like <that>. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost as if you yourself just – decided i'm gonna make my own titles for these episodes <laughs> like <laughs> maybe i should do that one of these times but no these these are true titles according to this dvd <laughs> set that i have and and when i and i think you'll like the the last one as far as the subtitle for for the next one but it's like when i saw these like can't probably again not have it <laughs> well you know Maybe that's something we should start now is where we give the titles that are DVDs and then we give our own version of it. So, like, I'm going to call this one Kid Gets Hit by a Car Part 1 or something like that. <laughs> but, yeah. By the way, I have been studying Japanese, although the last two months I haven't just because my kids have been home on summer break. But the if you don't know, the word Karuma – means car and then nicarus i think is supposed to be nicholas uh in japanese so the monster technically the monster is called karuma which is strange because they're just calling the monster car but yeah. karuma nicarus car nicholas which is kind of funny karuma <laughs> <laughs> But uh, the shenanigans begin with the start of this episode where a father and a son are walking home, and a father has – you know what? Why don't you tell it? <laughs> well, before, before we meet the kid and his dad, uh, we get to see a little bit of Dr. Gory doing his usual hand oh, gestures yeah. and everything. <laughs> Uh, ordering Karas to uh, to go down and see what kills humans more than wars and everything. Then we get to the kid, you know, drawing, daydreaming, and all that stuff at a bus stop, waiting for his dad to get off the bus. And then this is where he uh, shows his son or gives his son uh, the Kruma uh, figure that he made for himself. And you see cars kind of in the background taking pictures and stuff with like a probably a 1930s camera or whatever, <laughs> the, the way it looked. And uh, the dad and Nicholas were walking home and then Nicholas just doesn't, you know, look for look out for traffic or anything when running across the streets. Here is. I think he gets excited by seeing his mother. I think. Yeah, seeing his mom. It's like, look what I got! Look what I got! And then, <laughs> and then a, uh, a roadster uh, vehicle uh, hits uh, hits Nicholas when he goes out, not paying attention to the roads and everything. And then the, his parents, you know, in grief and all that, take him to the hospital. <laughs> And all that. And then Karas returns to uh, Dr. Gori, uh, telling him as far as uh, cars are much more dangerous, you know, hitting uh, people and getting into accidents, killing people. You know, you know, the whole gig uh, with that sort of thing. So then the kid is held in a hospital and apparently his thoughts 
in probably his mannerisms to uh, uh, conjure up this Kuruma uh, figurine into an actual monster teleporting uh, into other spaces around uh, destroying cars and all that. And then you have... It's destroying sports cars in particular because what hit the kid was a sports car. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then uh, you have Joji turning into Spectre-Man trying to uh, help the kid when he realizes that it's the boy because he saw the little figurine when he was in that uh, hospital uh, room there with the kid there. And during this uh, point in time, Dr. Gori was planning to uh, kidnap this Kuruma uh, to, you know, do his own deeds and everything. So he sends out this... I forget. I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. I don't know if it's Baloo. It's or ba- Baloo. I, it came off as Baloo. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's like either that or Bloom, whichever. Like, like to me, it sounded like Baloo the Bear from Jungle Book. <laughs> yeah. So he sends out... Uh, this creature and they were sort of um, kind of tasseling here and there um, a little bit and and then during this time Joji finds the the, the hit and run guy uh, that hit uh, Nicholas and was, they were kind of in a scuffle there and you had the military coming in uh, uh, firing at Blue there and and then all of a sudden, I think later later on towards the end of the episode, uh, Blue kind of lures uh, Kuruma uh, with him. They're sort of buddying up a little bit there, and oh, yeah. and then uh, to the point where uh, Doctor Gore sends a tractor beam to uh, teleport them into another spot. And now it's pretty much the end of the episode right there. Yeah. Um, first of all, I want to say, like, you know, shout out to um, uh, shout out to the design of both uh, Kuruma and Belu because I really like um, I really like the designs. Uh, Kuruma is sort of this. How would you describe? Like, it's kind of a brownish, <clears throat> dirt-colored kaiju think, that has hooks for hands. Think of hooks. I would say think of Clayface, just a little Except bit thinner. Yes, maybe like a Clayface or a Gingerbread Man sort of looking. Gingerbread creature. Man's actually yeah. better. <laughs> <laughs> With uh, have the the traffic lights. Uh, turn horizontally like. as eyes and all that, and then you have these kind of the, the rope. It sort of looks like he was run Tire over. Tread. <laughs> Tire tread, like yeah, that, that Tire. wraps like diagonally across, and it. then and then some other road type of thing. So it looks like it was sort of run over <laughs> like, a little bit. It's like a car grill that's been cut in half that is on either side of the tire tread that runs diagonally up uh, across its body. It's really. 
ingenious. Like it's a very creative design. What the hooks are, I have no idea. That's still something I'm still trying to figure out. Like, you know, could it be um, like, uh, like, you know, if you get your car stuck in a ditch, is it like, you know, tow cables uh, or something like that? But still to me, I'm like, that's not, it's not something that cars inherently have or come with. So I still have no idea why the hooks but then uh blue <clears throat> is pretty creative too it's sort of, it's color is sort of a bluish gray with white lightning bolt outlines kind of scattered across its body maybe its a, head is a bluish green i and its head is sort of walrus like almost think of a uh, magma from gorath mm-hmm. and then like tusks coming out of every which way of uh, you know uh, above and below its head the kaiju design here, I think, is really cool. It's some of the best kaiju design I have seen in quite some time, you know, since we've been covering not just this episode, I mean, not just this show, but even, I don't, Common Rider's not really kaiju, so I'm not going to count that, or even Ultra 7. I can, so um, I really like the designs. I uh, can maybe say, here. I can maybe say that for the, uh, the Kuma uh, design. As far as the blue one, it just. To me, in my opinion, it seemed a little bit cheap. Really? Uh, in a way, I it was cool. yeah. It seemed a little bit cheap and a bit too baggy-ish. Well, I, I mean, you know, you could say that about, like, the King Goji suit from King Kong vs. Godzilla as well. That was more baggy than this Baloo suit, so, I, I mean. I beg to differ on that one. <laughs> I think you're wrong. No, Do you want I to think fight you're wrong. live on this podcast. Yeah. Get Come going at me, here, bro. <laughs> if I could stick my fist through this screen, I would. <laughs> Whatever you this say. Is, this is interesting. You and I usually more or less sit very similarly on our opinions of movies and shows. I think this is really the first time in which we deviate quite a bit on <laughs> what we think of something. So much to the point that we're ready to murder each other. <laughs> like, no, your opinion sucks. Like, <laughs> You're a bitch. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? <laughs> I'm right here. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? <laughs> but I, anyway, I like the Baloo design. But um, gosh, we got so angry but at each other. I forgot I would where say, I was going to go with I would this. say, again, with this one, sort of similar to episode 22, when it comes to uh, the battle sequences uh, towards the end between Kuruma and Baloo before they sort of kind of buddy-buddy up and get beamed up by Dr. Gory. That one also was sort of half-assed uh, in a way, along with the, the whole military scene uh, firing at Baloo. That it just sort of dragged out a bit too long. Um, some of the music was sort of lacking there, and and I think maybe used in sort of a weird way. And I'm not sure if the the sound effects in this one were the same as the previous episode, or it was a little bit better. I'm I'm sort of forgetting on that one right now, but I do remember it just sort of dragged out the same way as uh, the last episode. Yeah, I will say that especially when it came to the self-defense force, uh, 
more specifically, their tanks firing upon uh, Baloo, and I think even Karuma maybe was even involved in that too. Um, it dragged on. I, I will say it did drag on, and there's one particular shot where they, they stuck the camera in between two tanks, and more specifically, it showed – more of a of an angled side view of one of the tanks where it would fire. I thought the model of this particular tank that they showed was pretty cool because every time it fired, it like it had shocks and it would rock a, a moment. Mm-hmm. So I thought the miniature work was actually pretty stellar. It's not the greatest you're ever going to see, but for a series that we've occasionally complained has been lacking on <clears throat> sufficient miniature work, if to me, seems like the show is stepping that up a little bit more, where they're providing you m- with more miniatures, skyscrapers, cars, tanks, etc. Um, but yeah, it did drag on too long, and the one particular shot of of the camera being stuck in between two tanks was it got old like fairly quick. It would have been one thing if they showed it for like three or five seconds for a shot, mm-hmm. but it stuck there it it went there i think like three different times it stuck there for like a few seconds went and showed a different shot went back to it and then i think it went to something else again in terms of a shot and then one more time i think went back and then it concluded on that shot again in between those two tanks but um i kind of got bored you know with that self-defense force versus kaiju uh fight at the end because i'm like you know we know the self-defense force isn't gonna do jack Mm -hmm. you know against these kaiju it's still fun to watch enough of it but you gotta know as uh, you know filmmakers whether you're doing a show or a movie when to sort of cut the cord on that and like progress you know the battle forward because you know your audience members know tanks Tanks aren't going to do anything against these kaiju, so you need to like do something different to move forward. But uh, that's kind of where they decided to end the episode, more or less. Um, so, do we want to go into final thoughts and ratings here? Yeah, go right ahead. All righty. Yeah, because there's not here. really much else to talk about. <laughs> Yeah. The idea of a kaiju causing traffic accidents takes me back to Gamera versus Giron, where one of the little boys in the movie kept talking about living in a world without traffic accidents. Here we see the manifestation of a kaiju specifically causing traffic accidents. I love the design of Kuruma Nicarus and Baloo. Baloo comes off as menacing, and Kuruma Nicarus is downright unique in its design with a traffic signal set of eyes. The miniature work is stepped up, and we get a nice but arguably overly long battle between the self-defense force and the two kaiju before the episode closes. Is the series beginning to step up its game? Every time I think of one of these shows stepping up its game, it takes a step or two back for a bit. Here's to hoping we continue to get good episodes, and I gave it an A-. minus. Wow. Um, yeah, as far as episode 23 goes, I would say it's a bit better uh, than the previous episode. Um, whereas as far as uh, it's sort of getting back to kind of the whole thing, what the show is all about as far as pollution and some of the other things. Although... You can say it's not really much pollution <laughs> in this episode here, but I mean, sort of related when it comes to cars and all that. But this one is just sort of, you know, people getting hit by cars and all that stuff. But um, it it 
it at least has something going for it. And with the design aspect with uh, Kuma, I do like that one, but uh, the blue one, um, I'm still going to say it's, it looks a, a little bit cheap and a bit big-ish, especially when comparing it to uh, Kuma uh, design. And uh, and then, of course, you have, an, again, another battle, just like the previous episode, just drug out a little too long, where you could have had some more uh, dialogue added into there, uh, into the episode, to at least kind of get some things going. But um, at least we get some more cool, unique hand gestures for Dr. Gory. <laughs> <laughs> this time and, and it seemed like he he does a lot more uh this time so at least that kind of saves things a little bit but uh joking set aside um i would high bar hand uh, gestures <laughs> i would give episode 23 a c minus boy you're a tough crowd <laughs> but, um you know, and I've already said my piece, and it's no surprise at this point that I think this batch is really good. But would you say up to this point in the Spectre Man series that maybe the entire highlight thus far have been Dr. Gory hand gestures? <laughs> that and a little bit of uh, dragging the uh, the battle scenes. You think that's a highlight, like in a good way? <laughs> you, think, you think that's a highlight? Talking about as far as the theme. Oh, well, I'm the, talking about highlights. World. I'm talking about things that you have, like you, the silver lining you have found in the series. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anything else? Like, besides the hand gestures, anything else? Um, just the goofiness. Yeah, but you and I have of, both complained, though, show. that the goofiness, like, <laughs> we can go with goofiness, but we've complained that the goofiness a lot of times with this series has been like so goofy that it's stupid. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know this, this, this series definitely. I mean, even though, again, I like this current batch that we're covering, um, the series as a whole so far has generally been difficult (laughs) to to more or less sit through, but yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, maybe, uh, this final episode in the batch will be, uh, a little bit more maybe it'll be better so <laughs> mine uh is called danger karuma nicarus mine is danger in the streets part two blind vengeance plying vengeance blind vengeance what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, seriously, what does that mean? See, I knew you were gonna <laughs> just not gonna have it. <laughs> Blind Vengeance is this an R-rated movie we're trying to sell here? <laughs> they make it sound Steven like Seagal? it. I mean, it sounds like a Steven Seagal movie. They, I'm, I'm guessing they are trying to, but it just does not do it. <laughs> That's that's hell. That's why I told you earlier that when I saw these subtitles, I knew it was like, 
you're not gonna have it. <laughs> like it is funny, but it's funny in a what the hell manner because it sounds like an R-rated straight-to-video movie, <laughs> Blind Vengeance. This is a kids show. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, you know what? I we may have to, you know, forget the episode. We got to discuss the subtitle here. Like, what the hell were <laughs> they thinking? <laughs> I mean, I can I can maybe see a little bit of the vengeance when it comes to the kid creating uh, Kuruma through his uh, mind and everything, and dealing with all the sports cars and everything. But that's about it. <laughs> It's not blind vengeance, though. Like the kid had the I'm kid rightfully. About, I'm talking about as far as vengeance. That part makes sense, but as far as blind, yeah, vengeance, but not blind. No. <laughs> yeah, vengeance because. Okay, I gotta do that because blind vengeance to me makes it seem like you're getting vengeance for no apparent reason. But this kid yeah. um, definitely has. A reason to go after sports cars. Okay, Blind Vengeance. No, that's a movie that I don't – let's see. <laughs> At least they, there is a movie called Blind Vengeance. <laughs> okay, so – okay, so according to Power Thesaurus, um, it comes up with four other synonyms for Blind Vengeance, which is Unthinking Vengeance, Blind Nemesis – Ignorant vengeance and mindless revenge. So to me, the mindless revenge is a little bit more appropriate as far as what blind vengeance means, where it's just like – I don't know. Maybe it would be something like um, like maybe you think someone did something to you or someone did a minor thing to you, and either you are wrong in assuming someone did something to you and you're taking your anger and frustration out on them when they didn't actually do anything or that – your revenge on them is significantly worse than the offense that the other person did to you. That's kind of how I think of blind vengeance, so to speak. I don't know. Like, do you think though the kid? Maybe they mean by blind vengeance that the kid is like well, overdoing it, where he's like going after and destroying sports cars. It doesn't seem it's, like it's sort of people. Now that I think about it, when he. And uh, what was it in one of my notes that uh, Kruma, when he, uh, I think, when he's taken to Dr. Gori's hideout and when Karas was using the gas and electricity to kind of separate Kruma and Nicholas from his control there, that's when he disappears from the hideout and then appears in the city wreaking havoc and all the cars. Maybe that could be part of. The highlight or there. Or could the blind vengeance mean that Nicholas, by controlling Karuma, in, in, instead of going after the specific person that hit him, he's just going after all sports cars, assuming that they're all bad. Maybe that could be one I could thing be too. eating my words. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say potentially blind vengeance works here <laughs> but still why use that phrase for a kid's show <laughs> you know, i think this is the first that we've actually delved into a subtitle for a particular episode on any show just that an we've episode done title 
yeah. a title of anything that we've covered, movies, shows, you name it, like even comic books that we've discussed. Out of, thir- out of our 13 years of existence, it has to be this episode. <laughs> it eventually was going to happen. And you know what? It took 13 years, but yeah. here we are. <laughs> All right. So why don't you give the lowdown? Yeah. So obviously uh, coming off from the previous episode where Dr. Gory uh, beams up. Uh, Kuruma and Baloo into their hideout and uh, Baloo kind of luring uh, Kuruma into this particular area and then trap and then Dr. Gori and Kara's traps Kuruma and uh, uh, and then Karas kind of goes in tries to use all these mechanisms as far as certain types of gas and then electricity kind of separate the control between uh, Kuma and Nicholas. And then something happens after the electricity uh, phase there and uh, Kuruma disappears from the hideout. And kind of what I mentioned earlier, appears in uh, a city wreaking havoc, sort of destroying some of the cars, but then at a certain point, kind of uh, snaps into sense there, sort of disappears uh, again. And then you have Blue uh, being sent again by Dr. Gory, appearing in, his, in the city in front of Kuruma. And then you kind of start to have this uh, scuffle between one another. And again, just like the previous two episodes, I think this one sort of drugged out and sort of half-assed in a way as far as the battle goes. But after that, you have Joji finding uh, the, the hit-and-run guy in the hospital and all that and admitting his faults into uh, hitting Nicholas and all that. And right after that, you had the hospital coming under attack by Baloo he, there. And then Joji turned into uh, Spectre Man fighting Baloo uh, for the time being until uh, Kuruma appears, uh, helping Spectre Man destroy uh, Baloo. And Spectre Man is trying to get, uh, uh, trying to help Kuruma and Nicholas to kind of overcome uh, the thing and then you have Kuruma fading away and then Nicholas waking up and that's pretty much the end of the episode right there. Yeah, and you talk about the ending battle. I just want to say there's this one moment where Spectre Man is supposed to be doing like a, like a flying jump kick of sorts but there's one where it's most of Spectre Man's body is cut out of the shot, and you kind of see like his butt and the lower part of his legs swinging across <laughs> the set. It makes you think like he's swinging on a chandelier, and he goes to kick Baloo in the head, but most of the kick misses <laughs> Baloo's head. Like it just grazes it enough. I'm like, that's a whoopsie shot. <laughs> or, or the other thing when uh, Baloo was about to attack uh kuma in one uh certain scene it just seemed like the the suit actor sort of accidentally tripped 
and fell and was just kind of on the ground there. I don't know if that was on purpose or it actually happened. And then there, maybe there's like, and that, and that part sort of dragged out too for whatever reason. And I don't know if, if it was actually real. And it's like the director behind this episode is like, ah, we'll just, we'll just leave it in here. Just make it part of the episode. <laughs> no, well, episode. and like you and I have talked about before with a lot of these shows, not only were budgets small, but I think the uh, turnaround for producing episodes was very quick too. And so if your producers and directors, not only did they probably not have necessarily the amount of money to sort of redo certain shots because film costs money. And if he destroyed some miniatures, they probably couldn't afford, it didn't seem like he destroyed any miniatures, but if he did, uh, they would have to, you know, spend a moment to put those back together. But I think too, it's just like, look, we got like 20 more minutes to shoot this thing. Like we can't, well, <laughs> we can't well, they, pull around, just leave it in there. And well, they did destroy some miniatures, you know, the cars and then throwing buildings and all that. So. Well, yeah, but in that shot where <laughs> yeah. Baloo trips, I, I'm not sure if any miniatures were destroyed or not, but um, yeah, I, I really like this episode. Um, Again, because it's about traffic accidents, like I stated in my final thoughts of the previous episode, I am taken back to Gamma versus Gearon, in which one of the boys always talks about living in a world without wars and traffic accidents. And um, while that seems really silly, when you really think about it, uh, if you are a kid, traffic accidents are scary. Even as an adult, traffic accidents are scary. And Really, up until the last one or two years, traffic accidents in the United States were the number one killer of kids. Now it's guns in this country. But for many years, it was traffic accidents, car accidents that killed kids. So I guess um, you know we sort of have laughed at it for years, but I think when you really think about it, like I can see you know kids being afraid of traffic accidents and, and, and all that stuff. So, um, I, I dig this episode quite a bit. Um, one of the things that I've enjoyed about this two episode story arc is the complicated relationship between Baloo and Karuma, because it seems like at times they're antagonists to each other. And then other times they are buddies. Um, and it all depends on Baloo more than anything else. Karuma is just kind of going with the flow. It seems like, so mm -hmm. um, I, I, I kind of dig that and you get something that I don't, think we've seen in Spectre Man so far where you get uh, two kaiju that kind of fight each other. Usually it's one kaiju against Spectre Man. And or you so have I think two kaiju this, fighting one another. Yeah, the, the, I think that's the first time that's happened in this particular series. So <laughs> even though, yes, we've seen stuff like this before, many times before in movies and Ultraman and all that stuff, but in a, in a series where it's about an android individual fighting kaiju and stuff, it's kind of refreshing just to see – I don't know if you would say Kuruma is organic. I'm going to say he is, even though he's a manifestation of this. I mean, this yeah, we don't, we don't know – 
when he was created. So I would just yeah. I mean, he was created through this child's psyche somehow. Like when he got hit, his anger or something happened to where he was able to physically manifest Karuma. And um, so I'm just going to say Karuma's organic for sake of argument. But (laughs) yeah, I've I really liked it. I I will. agree with you that the final battle in some respects did drag and and I think a lot of it had more to do with moments of meandering where there was unlike the ending of the last episode where they spent a ton of time on the self-defense force firing upon the two kaiju this one Spectre Man shows up pretty soon after the kaiju do and there is no real reason as to why um, they should have meandered the way that they did in this episode because there should have been more combat between the Kaiju and Spectre Man where that just isn't the case. There are occasional shots that just are there and don't really add much to the final battle when they should have. Mm-hmm. And um, that that I, I would say is sort of to the detriment of the episode a bit. It, I don't think it's as bad as the last episode was, uh, but it's bad enough to where you feel it a little bit. You, you realize there's some lost potential here mm-hmm. in this final battle. <clears throat> By yeah. the way, do you think – because um, we get this moment where uh, Spectre Man ends up putting a hole through Baloo – do you think because at least mine, I, I'm sure I'm assuming yours is too. Mine is actually the American version. It's the dubbed version of the Spectre Man show. Do you think maybe a shot may have been edited out where they had a wide shot showing Baloo with a hole in his abdomen? Um, to me, it seemed like there could have been. I'm not I'm sure, but not entirely sure. I'm not sure. Um, how how they shot um, the episodes? I don't know if it, if it was a camera that was suited for um, like a sixteen by nineteen screen, but um, I mean that was back in the seventies. But with the amount of uh, a budget that they probably had, with the, I would say assume assuming it'd be low in that regard, so they probably just had cameras that were just suited just for a four four by three ratio um, screen because that's how this, cause that's just a regular square size. Well, I know, but I'm talking screen, about a so. shot where maybe they showed the full blue costume, but with the hole I've, in it. All we get is just I'm, barely behind blue with the hole. I'm assuming probably not. Okay. <laughs> um, but again, well, I'll have all the answers. Well, why not? What are we doing this for then? Just because. What okay. a fight, bro! Calm down. Calm down. Take a Xanax. <laughs> calm down, buddy. I'm not the one screaming. Yeah, you are. I'm being passive aggressive. <laughs> but uh, once again, the miniature work stepped up. You know, we get another cityscape uh, thing here. Mm. Again, I'm not saying it's the greatest miniature work you're going to see, but again, for the time and for a series like this that has been kind of lacking for the most part, it's nice to actually see more miniatures other than a rural setting where it's just dirt and mountains and crap that doesn't provide a whole lot of you know real entertainment value when it comes to 
giant monsters and creatures fighting one another. It was sort of like um, that in the previous episode, but the only thing that yeah. got going was just a bridge. <laughs> yeah. A couple of bridges. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two bridges. No, not just two. Three. <laughs> Ooh, I'm like Vince McMahon. I'm like... <gasps> <laughs> Calm down, right? Yeah. I like have my mind blown. <laughs> Calm <laughs> but, down, yeah. There, I son. mean, I can't say much more other than the fact that uh, once again, I I enjoy it. My, I might as well just go into my final thoughts here. Yeah. Do uh, so. While the idea of a traffic accident kaiju seems silly, the main idea behind these final two episodes is still very timely. I swear, since COVID died down, more people are driving more recklessly. It's as if the American populace has suffered some type of nervous breakdown in recent years, and their driving habits have become more reckless as a part of that. Here, miniature work is once again in full force and looks pretty good. It's not as good as what you see in a Godzilla movie or even a Gamera movie at the time, but it's still nice to see since a lot of the earlier episodes kept fights in rural settings. The fights are decent enough, and the story continues to be good as well. This was a good batch of episodes, and I gave it a B plus. Yeah, with this one, I would say out of the three episodes that we've done here today, I would say episode 24 is probably the best one out of them. Excuse me. Whereas this one, it just felt... Like, there's a bit of more of a story to it compared to the other two um, in that regard. And then, of course, obviously, you get more of the, uh, the city scene here this time, uh, which kind of is an ingredient for better battles and all that. But although, again, <laughs> for the third time, <laughs> the battle scene sort of drug out a little bit too much here as well as, like what Ken said, a little bit of meandering uh, in certain aspects of this one. Um, I'm not going to go over as far as the suit design because we've already gone through that in the previous episode here. Um, and then as far as the, uh, the human story aspect in this one, I, I probably would at least say it felt like there was more meat to the bone on this one. I think I would say comparing to a lot of the episodes, I would say it's probably one of the better ones as far as the human story uh, aspect in this episode here. Um, but yeah, I would say, yeah, this one is really good in that regard. So I probably would give this one, um, a C plus. Your grades gradually went up as we went <laughs> along. So, I mean, they're still lower than the ones I gave, but I don't know. Maybe subconsciously you are believing, too, that this series is finally starting to do some things right. All I have to say is shut up. <laughs> you can just say I'm right. I mean, you know, what's the harm in saying that? <laughs> <laughs> but don't make me um, be like you. <laughs> but anyways, uh, did you want to do like one more final thing of housekeeping? We'll close out the episode. Yeah. So uh, I would say thanks again for watching uh, another episode of Daikaiju Network or DKN show uh, in that regard. And um, if you're watching us on YouTube and on or on Rumble 
And if you see a subscribe button down below or above, whichever, uh, you're viewing us. And uh, just make sure to hit that so you can uh, follow us uh, whenever we go live or put up any new videos in that regard. As well as uh, smash the like button uh, down below the video. And, uh, and if you're wanting to follow Daikaiju Network, uh, everywhere you can find us at our own uh, link tree URL that you can see right on your screen there uh, forward slash Daikaiju Network and besides YouTube and Rumble we're also on Twitch uh, Facebook and as well as Odyssey uh, and as far as audio platforms we're on Spotify Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts iHeartRadio as well as TuneIn and we have both versions of video and audio uh, episodes right on our own website at DaikaijuNetwork.com and once again, thank you so much for watching and or listening to us. And we will be back next week with three more exciting episodes of Spectreman and Dr. Glory. <laughs> All right. <Shadow. laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah.